recovery, see, today is a, a meaning based on an idea called non-duality, which would be to get to the essence of the uh, problem in recovery, or not recovery in addiction, which is this identification as self, you know? So if there isn't one, then all there is is an identification with self. Yeah, if you're not the self-identified, or if you're not, or if there's not a self to be identified with, you'll lose interest in all the activity that supports it, yeah? The act of being identified has power when we're seemingly convinced that we're that. If you see you're not that, you'll lose interest in it. And really, the, the best way to get out of an imaginary place is to lose interest in getting out of an imaginary place. Because if you have a lot of interest to get out of an imaginary place, you're making it real, yeah? We don't understand. We're just jumping right into it. Can you hear me get there? All right. A lot of us, we don't see how much power is being demonstrated just in our experience today. You know, you can see that people's heads can make mountains out of molehills, yeah? Your Saturday could be completely uh, overridden by next Wednesday through thought, yes? So, and there's a, there was a download in the 70s called The Cost of Miracles, where they spoke about, uh, they give you a lesson a day, and the second lesson was, you and I give everything all the meaning it has. That's a pretty comprehensive statement. It's got everything all in the same sentence. <laughs> you and I give everything all the meaning it has. So in a way, if you get a feeling of that, that would be a pretty good description of dreaming, the act of dreaming, yes? So in dreaming, anything can be what we make it because there's nothing there. It's dreaming. It's like a space that's filled with appearances based on the dreamer. There is no dreamer, there's just dreaming. So if you and I are giving everything all the meaning it has, then we have this experience a lot in recovery where people have an idea of what was the worst thing that ever happened to them. They've, you know, made it a little alter. They use it for excuses for other things and shit like that, rationalization for, let's say, bad behavior. And uh, they get into recovery and they change, inevitably. And then they see that same thing that was the worst thing that ever happened to them as the best thing because they see that it led them to go to recovery and now recovery has opened a whole new door. Yep. So that which was the worst is now the best. So what was it? Yeah. Was it the worst, actually? And then it became the best? Obviously not. It was how we saw it. So from one condition, we saw it as a terrible thing. From another condition, we saw it as a great thing. Now, being empty of meaning, it's not terrible or great. It's just given a meaning to be terrible or great. Yeah, that's dreaming if you want to look at it that way. In other words, this assumption of this place as being real uh, fortifies the idea that what's holding that assumption is real. Yes. And if you question, like if you, you know, at night you're dreaming and let's say, uh, you know, you wake up in the morning. So then 
the dream while in it, that would be as real as real can be, obviously. But when you when you wake up from it, you see that it wasn't real. So this thing that was scaring the bejesus out of you while you were asleep, while you were dreaming, isn't when you're awake. Now here in this event, we don't have a morning to the dreaming. The dreaming continues <laughs> yeah, throughout the day. And this is, some people would call this the awake dream. Yeah, so you think like you're awake from the dreaming, but what you're awake to is a dreaming. Yeah, and this whole sense of being this solid, long-lasting, independent, separate entity uh, isn't so, so it has to be reinforced to seem to be so. Yeah, and that's what the head does quite a lot, yes? The head is a lot of yapping, uh, about a lot of things, always referring them back to you. Yes. So during the day, and we need more chairs. I got it. No, I don't think we need them, but yes, we do. So this is just basic 101. Yeah, David Bitterman. Pay attention. Or you may get left back. Yeah. To where? I don't know. So. So this whole idea in recovery, they, uh, they basically say the problem resides in the mind. So obviously there isn't a mind, there's activities that we call mind, yeah? Like there's memory, there's perception, interpretation, thoughts, shit like that. But there's no thing, like there's no, you know, center in Idaho of thoughts. Yeah, there's no place called mind. It's a compilation of activities, yes? So one of these activities is the act of being identified as self, as this doer and thinker and feeler and taster and toucher, that you were you, you're going to be you, therefore you are you now. There's no evidence that you are you now, but there's plenty of it yesterday and tomorrow, you see? So time is used to reinforce this idea. Yeah, all this shit. You don't need to see much. All you need to see that you're not that. Yeah. And when you see you're not that from what you are, there's relief from it. If you keep thinking, if you keep trying to see it as what you're not, if you keep trying to see what you're not as what you're not, it just reinforces the identification. Yes. So once you get through that little uh, mistake, and you see it from what you really are, which is readily available at all times, you'll see that it's an activity that implies something that's not so. And so there's a loss of interest in it. Because I don't give a shit about an activity called Stanley's if I'm not Stanley, really. I only give a, a lot of shit about an activity called Paul when I'm identified as Paul. Yeah. So you're not going to beat the activity with activity. You're not going to use the system to get out of the system, like Einstein said, you know, the, the system that produces the problem, you know, you're not, you can't seek a solution from it. It just doesn't work that way. So basically, this whole idea is a recognition of what you're not, yeah, finally, from what you are. And what you are, uh, it's has no need to be known because you're it, yeah? It doesn't need to be understood because you're it. You can't experience it because you're it. You just are, yeah? And then he ends that whole 
seeking that actually has a different agenda than finding. It usually has an agenda of reinforcing the idea of the seeker. Yeah, the seeking is auxiliary to the big agenda, which is to reflect the seeker, not the not the find. Yeah, <laughs> because as soon as you find it as you, that's there's a loss of it. Yeah, because you're you're not it. That's this. That's the whole message. <laughs> so, recovery. What happened with me? Uh, you know, I got stuck sober. I was just a regular day at the office, March 21st, I guess. Yeah, 1988. Woke up, came out of a blackout, which is sort of like, you know, parachuting behind enemy lines when you come to. You think everyone has known you're not been there, but see, you believe your head was not there, but your body was. So people, so in this trailer with some guy I didn't know, <laughs> had no idea what I'd not been up to for the last three days, basically. And I was, I had drunk myself dumb. I was not, couldn't even, you know, follow a sitcom up there. It was just so, I was out and, uh, passing a bottle of Royal Gate vodka, very cheap vodka. And uh, I looked at this dude, he didn't know his name or anything. And I said, he had a big head and a big face, bulbous nose, varicose veins all over it. And I said to myself, this guy's a bum. But he was looking at me like I was a bum. Or so I, you know, how I perceived it. And at, at that moment, something just uh, cleared the screen. Yeah like the Etch-a-Sketch, all the lines were just dismissed. And then they, they reappeared and it was, I'm fucked. Yeah? Now, I'd been in that condition for quite a while, but it hadn't really landed. I'd been seemingly successfully denying it by copious amounts of drinking and doing whatever I could to stay oblivious to the fact that I'm fucked. Because it sucks to know you're fucked when you're completely powerless, unless there's a solution, yeah? And you know you're not it. So you just want to avoid that fucking at all costs, yeah? So it collapsed the whole tent. And then uh, there was an underlying statement, which is you're not managerial quality. Yeah, just be very clear about it. And I've never not been clear about this for 34 years. It's awesome, really. I was convinced suddenly. It may have taken thousands of drips, but that finally it hit a critical mass and I was suddenly convinced of what? Of the precarious condition I was living under. Yeah, what life was under. And um, amazing thing, I, got, I left that trailer and uh, never went back really, never had another drink lost, never, never had a strong feeling or a thought until this moment to get high or loaded. Just completely, the, that raging river just ran out of water, just came to a complete halt. It's incredible. Now that river would have started rivering again, probably in a day or two, but life conspired to bring me to a recovery meeting that night. And all I was looking for was a place to stay Part of the place to stay deal was to go to an AA meeting and she brought me there and it was a men's meeting. She dropped me off. I was suspicious that she wasn't gonna pick me back up, but she did. And there I went, 
sober life, 34 years, still running. And uh, I discovered something that I had no idea of, that I could be convinced, really. I was thoroughly convinced of that little download. And it never, doesn't come up for debate or review. And uh, the whole feeling of it as an action figure, as Paul, is a surrender, really. And to and then a, a clear recognition that something is and has and will do for you what you can't do for yourself. Yeah, and I can't live life sober a day at a time. It's not the drinking, it's us living sober is the problem. Really. It's quite uncomfortable with his head going off like a bee, you know, a beehive. And the terminal uniqueness and all the shit that comes about, I mean, it's incredible. I was in such a thick shell of terminal uniqueness. No one thinks like I do, feels like I do. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> you wish you had a mop to, you know, wipe up all the <laughs> self-pity tears. It was incredible, really. So, uh, yeah. Now, what happened there, about eight years or so, this is just a story, but some of the points are important. And this point's pretty important. I had this privilege to share and lead these things called fourth step workshops, which are inventory, uh, a simple inventory, which I usually feel most people are misdirected in, really, because the emphasis I finally found out was put in the book at this page 64. We got them right here. And uh, it was clear, dis uh, clear description of the problem the direction, yeah, and with the hopes of some success, which is the problem was being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. Yeah? Being convinced means to believe with certainty. You're done, you know, enough research. That's yes, way too much information. Just should, yeah. All right. Self has defeated us. Sounds like they're two different things. Self. Us. us could be a pretty huge collective, yeah? Self seems to be a singular thing, yeah? Would have been selves, but it said self. So self is a name to describe an activity, really, that has defeated us through its manifestations, addicts and alcohol, yeah? And it's defeating people through its manifestations on lesser levels without such a severe uh, groove of abuse of alcohol and drugs. They're doing quite well getting defeated by self in other manners. Yeah. Finances, money, sex, love, everything. Yeah. Eating shit. Yeah. So being convinced self, this ambiguous little idea, what the hell is it? What is what is self? Well it's important to see what isn't self and it isn't you. What is doesn't matter. What isn't isn't is it's not you so <laughs> because it's not the manifestations that defeat you itself this idea of self yeah so if it you take away some of its manifestations or weapons it defeats you with it's going to have others and it's just going to the feat will be continued you can get defeated by porn or the bible you know it doesn't matter it's going to use whatever's in your life to defeat you 
somehow. What do you mean to defeat? I'm not fucking in a drunk tank or shit like that. Well, yeah, but are you, you know, are you present and readily available right now? Or are you up some fucking ass somewhere, mental one? Yeah, and you're looking for a divine proctologist constantly to pull you out. Yeah, <laughs> only to go back up again, inevitably. Because the identification as self, which is allowing a lot of sway of that activity's influence on you is defeating you through its various manifestations. Yeah. It's the, I see it in spirituality, there's spiritual addiction, there's fucking intellect addiction, there's const, complete faith in your thought system, there's complete faith that you know what's going on. Yes? And yet, you can be clear about every fucking thing, but not clear about this that there's an act of being identified as something that you're not going on. Yeah? And every bit of living that you're going to have, something's going to get extracted from it. And it, what's that living's going to be replaced with an interpretation. And slowly the percentage of the percent of the interpretation will get greater and the act of living will get lesser. Yeah? And by the time you even get a clue about it, it's got the majority vote. Yeah? You just completely take yourself to be this idea. Yeah, it's the gatekeeper, what kind of enter, what you're going to listen to, what you're going to hear, isn't dictated by you or the present moment or grace or whatever. It's dictated by your mental gatekeeper. Yes. If to the, such a point where they even mention it in a big book by a guy named Herbert Spencer, a famous saying, contempt prior to investigation. This is basically the stance we find ourselves in. Yes? Yes. So I found this time, I had been reading this statement quite a lot because I was leading these workshops on how it works, these inventories. Yeah? And it, this statement was being convinced self manifested in various ways. Manifest means what? It appears, it you know, materializes, it manifests. So it has an effect. Yeah? So self has an effect, and those effects have defeated me. So self has defeated me through those effects. So self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. We will now look at its common manifestations. So we're supposed to do an inventory on self's manifestations in our lives, but most people being identified as self say, hey, you're gonna look at your manifestations in life, your resentments, your fears, your acting out and harming people, and I feel you missed the whole point of the direction of the statement where you're not so it's not your manifestations, it's self's manifestations. You're in the act of being identified as self, so it's it's called yours. And how are you gonna be free from it as it? How are you gonna be free from it as it? How are you gonna be free from a problem as the problem? It's impossible. That's the bigger problem, yeah. The bigger problem is constantly trying more and more solutions because you're, you're trying to solve the problem with the problem, as the problem, by the problem, for the problem. It has no intention of solving it, yeah. It just puts more emphasis on itself by you trying to get out of itself. It's awesome. It sucks up all your interest and attention about, I've got to get out of this feeling. Why? Because you believe you're the feeler of it. 
Yes, that's not true. Check it out. Which comes first? Is there an inherent feeler that's just walking around, getting ready to feel anything? Or is there a feeling, tons of feelings that happen, and then the head says the feelings imply a feeler? I would say the latter, yeah. So basically living is happening, and you saw it in your own life probably. When you were a kid, life was happening pretty cool. And then slowly or quickly, it turned into life's happening to me, which is incredibly myopic, yes. So now the point of, of, uh, of concentration wasn't the momentary day, what was going on, but you, yeah. Didn't you feel that when one day you walked into a room and it was accompanied by thought and everything, everything you've ever done after that was accompanied by thought, every fucking thing, unless you jumped on, you know, off a bridge with a bungee cord or hit, caught that big wave and you'd have a few seconds where selfing wasn't the main fucking topic of interest, there would be a freedom and you'd think, oh, surfing does it for me, but it was actually you. The surfing just brought out the truth, yeah? And it, because of the situation and your interest in it, it overwhelmed the interest in self. So self was forgotten, which is easily it can be because it's not true. You can forget it. That's the whole point. Not as self. Self trying to forget self is more self, yeah? But there's a forgetting of self. That's why the big pivot point in recovery is you start losing interest in self, then all this shit gets triggered, yeah? You look at life as how what you can contribute to it. You start getting interested in other people. You do that, it could go on for pages. But the whole pivot point is first, there's a loss of interest in self. Then these things occur. They do not occur to self. <laughs> self is not going to trigger that, what I can contribute to life. It's still gonna see what it's gonna get from it. Yeah, it just doesn't, it, it has no idea of, of love, it's tolerance. It has no idea of surrender, it's a transaction. Yeah, all right, I'll give this and this and this away, but if something important comes up, I'm running the fucking show again. Yeah, I can't, I can't rely on God to get the babe that I wanna find. Yes, no fucking way. So, and that's where all the shit usually hits in your life is those areas that you are unwilling to turn over. It doesn't tell you something. I mean, are we that out to lunch? You can't read the cards. Yeah, so I had this thing. I saw self as foreign very clearly. Not saw it, I mean aware saw it, felt it. It was foreign to me. And then a possibility showed up. I can be free from it, yeah? And what was shackling that possibility was identification as it. I had been calling self as me my, since I was six or five. And when I saw it as other, I could be free from it. And there it went. And things just started cascading and brought me a lot of relief, not as self, but from it, yeah? yeah? To the point where in recovery, the problem doesn't exist for me today. I have no fucking interest in alcohol or drugs, or I don't have any radioactive isotope urge to escape <laughs> just here <laughs> because I can't be anywhere else, basically. It's begrudging. I don't think that action figure arrives anywhere through virtue. It just gets defeated. 
it just gets put in place. It gets, it sees, and I, you know, humility is put upon it and it's, and then it fits well and it feels actually good with it. It realizes, yeah, something is doing for me what I can't do for myself. So what, what would be the smart move? Well, expand on what I can't do for myself. <laughs> something can work on these areas. Let's let it have all the areas if at all possible. Yeah. So you give it a free access code. Yeah. So relationships. Yep. Code break. Go right in. Money. Go right in. Health. Go right in. Image. Go right in. So now this thing has an access, and it can actually relieve you of what we call the bondage of self. Yeah. So it's like. Uh, we use an exit. There's a nice picture, not of this exactly, but it just came to me about the guy in India who's got a big, uh, he's got a huge bag on his head. He's got to carry, he's got to get to Madras. It's pretty far away. So he, he's making it somewhat bearable by saying, I'm going to have great relief when I arrive at Madras. I'll be able to take this thing off my head, even though it's going to be on it for eight hours. I have hoped that when I hit Madras, I can get it off. So a guy sees him and says, hey, bro, where are you going? He didn't say bro, but he said, yeah. hey, where are you going? And the guy goes, uh, Madras. He says, well, there's a train. The train station's right around the corner. Yeah. He's saying it very nicely because he's assuming the guy doesn't know. Hey, there is a train station and there's a train to Madras every hour. Yeah, why don't you go there? And then, yeah. And then you'll have relief while you go to Madras instead of relief when you get to Madras. <laughs> so the guy figures he did his job. But what happens is he goes to the train, gets on it, and he sees the guy on the train holding the fucking bag on his head still. Still hoping for relief when he arrives at Madras. So the guy goes, hey, bro. He gives him permission. Hey, you can put the bag down. The train's taking both of you. Yeah, it's taking you and the bed to Madras. Yeah, this is sort of like the message. See that bag, see that thing. That's actually, it's when it speaks, it's completely essential. When you hear it speak, you see it's unnecessary, most of it. Yeah. And then there's relief from this preoccupation. And that interest and attention gets freed and maybe it will enrich your Saturday. And instead of enslave it to yesterday and tomorrow, it'll enrich it and you'll be present right now, which is not a heroic Herculean task. It's just obvious. You are present anyway. The point is, it's nice to know it <laughs> because a lot of people are present, but they're acting like they're not seriously. So I humbly believe everyone is awake. But you can either seem to be asleep to that, or you can seem to be awake to that fact. It does, none of, your condition doesn't change its condition, which is awakeness. Yeah, inherently we are all that. But in this little act of dreaming, you can seemingly be awake to that, yeah? which makes allows you to travel lighter through what life has in store for you, or you can seemingly be asleep to that, which will cause probably a basis of heaviness as you travel through the same life. Yeah, it's a, it may not change everything, but you'll be able to travel lighter through whatever life has in store for you. What 
more do you want, really, as this little action figure? And, uh, you know, it would be great if self could be there to have it and get it, you know, but uh, self can't experience its own absence, and its absence is what uh, allows the heart to grow fonder. <laughs> it's self's absence, really. <laughs> and the thing is, it's truly absent, it's just an activity. Activity, yeah, mental. You weren't in it when you were a kid, yeah. When you were a baby at some, and I'm saying that's a stretch, I don't believe we were babies, but as a demonstration of a baby, there's a period of time where the baby does not see other yet. There's no difference between the baby and the mother, yeah. The baby is just, yeah, and yet everyone who's up the ass of self loves to see a baby because they're not up the ass of self. And the fucking hall hasn't become christened me yet. They're just fucking running around shit and they don't care. Fucking you know, Flipping out a second later, completely forgetting it. They don't have no fucking stories. Yeah. And then, of course, the brain develops and kicks into the thing. And it and language obviously is the uh, are the lyrics of the trance. Language is the mental is the lyrics of the mental trance. Yeah, we sing these tunes to ourselves all day. We don't, but the head does. Yeah, and it has its stack of golden oldies. It likes to pull out. You know, you're never going to be loved. You never, never. <laughs> no one's going to understand you. Just give it all up. Yeah. End up with a dog. That's the only way, yeah. And then the dog will be the most dominant force. You'll be throwing your shoulder out for that fucking dog. You'll be going places or not going places based on the dog. The dog will be it. Yeah, here she comes. Here she comes. <laughs> yeah. All bow down to the dog. Yes, I have one myself at home. It has me really. <laughs> I don't see too many people rolling on their back, splayed open like this, and getting rubbed all fucking day. I mean, it's a nice job if you can handle it. So, so here we are, the crown of creation. <laughs> Beat out our, our own game. If some power came by and they just, they just scanned the energy in a family dynamic, first of all, family pet first, kids second the big adults would be primarily slave sort of <laughs> slave transport uh <laughs> financial <laughs> i used to see it when i used to sell stuff at the street fairs and shit when a family walked in you can feel the energy at the kid is the whole center of it all yeah running the whole show not knowing it's just energetic yeah so but we have this story it's all about me it's not even <laughs> okay <laughs> i wake up let's say it's all about me then they're scratching on the door <laughs> the cat's sitting over me looking at me no it's not all about me it's all about them Corrections made immediately, the day goes <laughs> as planned. <laughs>
I may have to go to the bathroom. No, I gotta feed them first. Give me some food. <laughs> so yeah. The thing is maybe there's a lot of bags, yeah, that you're carrying. Maybe you're on the train. Maybe you don't have to try to study and understand the train. Just get it. It's taking away the heaviness. It's going to give you relief. And just give yourself permission or hear someone give you permission to fucking put it down. Yeah, see what happens. Yeah. It's not going to work out. It doesn't, it's not just, it's, things haven't impeded its progress. It has no, there's no landing point. It just goes on and on. It finds no solace or joy in most things. As soon as it arrives at peace, it's agitated it, because it is agitation. It can't enjoy peace of mind. Its nature is agitated. There isn't a thing there to be at peace. It's things moving, shaking. Yeah, all those. There's a great statement by in a beautiful thing called faith mind. It's only like a two-page thing, an old Zen thing. Check it out. It, it's, there's tons of translations on the internet. Faith mind. But one of the translations was by this guy, Richard Clark. I think it's him. Uh, one of the statements is, you know, you cannot use activity to produce stillness. That would be activity. You see it? It's an equation in a lot of the mental logic. It's like what nulls and voids the mental logic. You see? The mental logic says, I'm going to act myself into a peaceful condition. It doesn't work. You can't use activity to produce stillness. That's activity. Yeah? So what's, what are you going to do? I don't know. Maybe hear satsang. Maybe some cards will be rearranged without you looking at them. Yeah, maybe the, the, the rest of the day, the, the cards that are dealt, you'll go better through the day and you'll just feel like I feel better. And what did you do? Absolutely nothing. Just sat here and you listen to some fucking old dude. And most of the shit you didn't even understand, probably, because the point is we're really not talking to you. From this point of view, you're the impediment I need to get around. Yeah. I can't, I don't, I can't miss everything, but I gotta miss you. <laughs> because if I don't miss you, you're gonna block it off from everything. Yes? So we're trying to throw a curve around you, yeah, over your head. Because I know what you are is here, and it can hear this message. And it's the hearing of the message. It's not the one who leaves and says, I heard the message, or I'm the hearer of the message. It's the hearing of the message is the spiritual subpoena. That's it. Yeah. So my job's done. Just served some subpoenas. There you go. I won't be there at court when you're in. Don't worry. <laughs> you got a public defender. It's great. Yeah. Grace. And Call it a higher power, whatever you want to call it. It's a force, yes. It's a force that's recognized 
when the faith that was going into the finite self starts going into the infinite, you'll have eyes to see shit you could never understand before. Because you'll be seeing from the infinite, not the finite. Yeah, you can't sh see shit about the infinite from the finite. It doesn't under can't understand what we are is indescribable, incomprehensible. Yeah, why waste any time trying to understand it? Understand what you're not. Understand how your head works, and see it's not you that works that way. It's how the head works. It's completely different. See, when the head works, it implies it's you. So we, instead of saying, oh, how the head works, that's how I work. No, that's not how you work. Yeah, that's how the head works. Yeah. There's a, it's important to have a distinction until there's a clarity. Then there's no need for a distinction. The clarity will do the job. Yeah. But when you're starting to hear something, you know, we have a statement in non-duality is a negation of two-ness, you know, duality, yes? So act, react, yes? High, low, um, doer, doing, doer, seeing, seer, this is a duality, yeah? This message is non-duality, it's negating that message, yeah? So this is a... Uh, the non-duality understanding negates the understanding, the duality understanding. That's basically all that happens, yeah? We have a misunderstanding. When we see something happening, we look for who did it, yes? When we're, when they're seeing just happening now, there's right then and there, the head is claiming it to imply a seer, yeah? Hearing first, then the implied hearer second. How you thought about as hearer first and then hearing second. Well, in fact, it's hearing and then hearer. We're living from hearer and then hearing. Yeah. So basically, you're going fucking ass backwards. Yeah. When you're driving, you're going backwards. You're following the rearview mirror. <laughs> you're not seeing shit. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's, the, that's where it's valuable. What, what can a failed system show us? That it's failed. That's the importance of it. That's the importance of recovery. When you have the bottom, you've been defeated. You have a great moment then if you're not dead. You have a great moment to be done before you're done. You can see. It says it beautifully in the big book. Why are you in so much fear today? Isn't because self-reliance has failed you. So the system of self-reliance, and you can't be more relied on self than being identified as it. That's like the highest fucking platinum level. We've got, if we looked at our wallets, we all have the platinum card. <laughs> We're in the act of being identified as self. The self-reliance is what's promoting anxiety and fear. Now, fears have their own effects, but the fear is, a, is an effect of something else, which is self-reliance. Why would you want to become a master of fear as a self, which is propagating the fear? Why not see you're not self, and maybe the fear you'll outgrow? Yeah, that's the right diagnosis. So, yeah. Bitterman.
from Hedeman to Bitterman. So it was a little hodgepodge, but I just wanted the recovery is beautiful because uh, we've all been at the school. We are dead. They're not seemingly dead. There's a lot of vertical coffins being rolled around, <laughs> not dead or seemingly dead. Uh, you can hear the call, yeah. And the problem will not exist for you today, which is a damn good solution. Incredible. And it stabilizes the problem does not exist as you today. Because that's how it's actually, that's the root of its problem is its longevity. We give it life by calling it us. Now, could you imagine if a parasite that was huge with like 50 fucking fangs landed on your arm like a bug, like a three foot long bug? You would flip out, wouldn't you? You'd knock it off. Would you not? Would you start trying to become friends with it the 20th time? No, you'd be fucking knocking the shit off. Yeah. So here we have an example of a parasitical movement called alcoholism, it knows its hostility to the host. It knows it. So it has to have an incredible strategy. How am I going to convince the host to allow me to suck out its life? Well, it convinces the host that it's the host. So you can't entertain being free from it. You can only entertain being free as it. It's got your handcuffed. You cannot entertain being free from something that you are. You cannot abandon yourself. You can abandon self because it's not you, but you cannot abandon yourself. You'd still be fucking there. Yes. We used to have beaters. We run them into trees up on up a market. And be, that was when DMV sucked. There was incredible computers. We would just walk away. We'd abandon the car. It's like 50 bucks we paid for it. Just fucking leave it there. Don't deal with it. Yeah, the city would have to tow it. They couldn't find out who's it. We didn't have any rego for it or anything. So I can abandon that because I'm not the fucking car. Yeah. But you can't abandon what you are. You can abandon what you're not. That's the point. Yes. So, so this is, uh, when I saw it as not me, it was, it opened a lot of doors and it told me in a very like a flash it went over years of living in a flash that i had been trying to be free as self. You know from self as self it had me completely caught completely. Yeah. It was the perfect description like most of the big book of recovery describes my activities perfectly in life perfectly. If my arm, right arm was bleeding, I would just look left. Just fucking avoid things at all costs. <laughs> I deal with shit. You know what I mean? I didn't never didn't want to deal with the shit I made, so I just made new shit every day. That was one of the great things when I first got sober. I didn't make any new shit, so I I got the balls finally to deal with the old shit. I wasn't making new shit every day to hide the old shit. I got to live pretty well, and then I said, okay. Let's check out that old shit with the help of a sponsor and actually this feeling of 
something doing for me what I couldn't do for myself because it would cause me to do shit that I would never do. Yeah, like show up and make amends and stuff like that. Yeah, it did. All my strategies of living were incredibly ass backwards and they had to get corrected. Yeah, and they did slowly but surely through this program of recovery. Yeah, where now I can live, you know, daily, you know, life on life's terms. <laughs> so, yeah. So, wait a minute, I think I lost somebody. Are we still here? Yeah. Dave, do you... You're still here. Oh, great. I just got lost anyway. Is it so, windy yeah. there? What? Is, is it, it windy? windy? There? Yeah. Because the microphone is picking up what seems like wind. I'm windy today. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a little breezy here. Yeah. Outside, obviously. Oliver suggested getting uh, a little I think we're done. So. <clears throat> I know we don't even have a microphone. Got <laughs> <laughs> the iPad. <laughs> I know. I, I should have more. It just seems like such a high hurdle to get to try to get over some organization and make things work better. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, any questions over there on that side? Any Zoom? Look at this lovely people. There's some nice folks here. Lower it. Yeah. Yes, you can't see. Lower. It. Lower. There we go. That's better. <laughs> I'm checking out the shoes. All right. There's some sneakers here. Not that there. one. Right. Some There's some things there. All right. It's cold here. There was a huge traffic thing on the freeway. Yeah. All right. Any questions out there? Uh, no hands raised. No. Is that? Oh, you have a question. All right. Um, what is actually identifying the self? What is actually taking the all right, so what's the happening would be there is nothing that's identifying a self. There's just an identification as self. Yeah. If there was a something identified as self, that would be duality, which is the message is non-duality. So as let's say a supposedly a great statement attributed to Lord Buddha says it well. There's events happen, deeds are done, but there's no individual doer thereof. Yeah. So there's just an identification as self. The head's just riffing like a verb. Yeah. There is no identification with a noun called self. It's a whole verb. Identification as self. It's called selfing. Yeah. There's no one doing it. It's just happening. Yeah. Now, right now, it's happening seems to gather a lot of interest and attention, which is what gives it a panoramic effect. Yeah. If there's a loss of interest and attention and there's no one losing it, it's just a loss of interest and attention, then that that thing gets like the uh, the fourth stage at the, the event. Yeah, it's not the headliner anymore. Yeah, but there's no one there. So the how it happens, this is just my humble take. Yeah. 
things are going on all day on subtle levels like noticing thoughts and feelings and then doing things, brushing teeth, tying shoes, shit like that, yes? Things are happening. And they're all premised on something else, like the seeing, the hearing, the feeling, the tasting, the touching, those five gates of contact, yeah? So seeing is awareness is the base of it. And then there's seeing is vision, hearing, audio, stuff like that. Okay, so whatever is happening, whatever is being seen, yes, through the act of seeing, yeah, the mental state claims it. it, it reacts to it as if it picks something up, like if a, you ever see those jumping spiders, small, they're much more aware than some other bugs, they can sense you when you're like five feet away and they're fucking ready to bounce, other bugs, you can be super close, they have no idea, yeah. Yeah, so let's say the mental process becomes conscious of something, something's happening, claims that activity to imply there's a someone there, either you as the doer or you as the done to, let's say, yeah, or an other as the doer and as the done to, yes. So the seeing gets claimed to imply a seer and a seen, yeah, which is duality, yes. The seer would be construed, the scene would be the object. Subject object is the antithesis of duality. It's what the message of non-duality is negating. So it's not negating the seeing, it's negating the emphasis or the interpretation seer scene. It's not negating hearing, it's, it's, it's negating the hearer heard. Yeah, it's not negating yeah, and all it's negating of the hearer and heard is of its reality. There is so the hearer is empty. Yeah. The hearer has no hearing in it. It has and has never been heard. It's empty. Yeah, it's an idea gathered from a claiming of an activity. So the activity goes. This activity means that. So when there's a doing. A doer, yeah. To the point you can see the stubbornness of it in a life of addiction and uh, and going entering into recovery, yeah. When you were out there, the feeling it felt like was something had possessed you, like a demon or in, in demonic intelligence to me, a parasite. Yes. So something used you to do something with. Yeah, it used you as transportation or as expression, yes? Yet, the second after it happens and it's been claimed, you're still held as the doer. Even though it makes no fucking sense in your gut, in your head, you've been tattooed as the doer of all that. And therefore, you're paying guilt and shame for parking those over parking bills from your past. Not based on what you did, but the sense of being the doer of it. There's what you the did, the didding is gone a long fucking time ago. The doer is still given life now. As long as you're here, the mental state is still blowing life into the doer. Yeah? And it f fires the doer with those embers of guilt and shame. Yeah? So it remembers you with those moments. And now that's like the permanent 
bag you're never gonna pound, even though when you recognize your trade, because you're owning, yes, this is the bondage yourself. It claims shit, that shit now has the ability to own you, and then you're owned by it. Yes, and now you live in interpretation. Yeah, you just live in interpretation. Hope it's a good one. Most times it doesn't work out that well. As it goes on, it gets worse and worse, yeah? Because the payoff cost ratio isn't balanced. The cost is monumental. It costs your life to, you know, to listen to an interpretation all fucking day, yeah? People now are just in the habit of worrying. There's nothing, not, doesn't even have any importance. They worry about, you know, a nail sticking a one eighth out an inch out of somewhere. They're fucking obsessed. It's just off the, it's just off the fucking rounds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the while identified as it. So it's like somebody tying shit on you every day and you have to drag it all around. And your adaptability has become a very, very, very big disadvantage because you don't fucking hit a point of, hey, enough's fucking enough. You just keep adapting to lower levels of whatever, like an addict does, yeah? I could not believe, you know, I lived on bottoms. It didn't seem like I couldn't adapt to, I couldn't adapt to any situation. Even though a week before I'd say I'll never go there and I'd find myself there and I'd be fucking, you know, and I just could not believe it. And I don't believe life, you know, I got run over twice you know, by the same car one night. That didn't do it. Suddenly life had just given up and said, fuck it, I'm intervening on this dude. And I'm just going to drop it in and fuck you. You're done. <laughs> ah, and I'm, hey, I'm going to throw you a nice little. Goody, I'm gonna introduce you to a life of recovery tonight. <laughs> so you're done and I'm gonna sh show you how you can stay done and be happy about it. Fucking great. Because that, meant, that miracle probably would have died on the vine in a day or two. If, I hadn't, if life hadn't brought me to that first meeting, it would have died for sure. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Because this thing would have regrouped and overwhelmed it again. But some power greater than it put it put it in its place, and it's kept it there for thirty four years. Yeah. So that's how all this stuff gets revealed or got revealed. I got relief from the bondage of self, and then I saw a lot about that. Yeah. It was clear as day. It was like big bright letters, I couldn't miss it. And I could see how time is a, is a filter that changes a lot and how the mental state uses time because we have a belief that time is linear. We believe that there was something, we're in something now and it's gonna lead to something, yeah? Past, present, future. But the head doesn't play that game. The head makes something up in the in the in the past, or actually something happens, it claims it, 
and then it makes something up and then that something up is presupposed before that which happened. So now there's all this seeing going on and then you're taken to be the seer and the seer has a feeling it's the one that's doing the seeing when it isn't. The seeing is the only way a, a, do, a seer could uh, uh, arise. Seeing needs no seer, but the seer needs seeing it's essential. The verbing of seeing is what allows it to be a noun. Yeah. So I feel life is a horse and a cart, and most of us in the mental condition live as if the cart is in front of the horse. Completely as backwards. Yeah. So, and this is from, and the thing is, it's always been in front of the car. We just was seeing it as if the cart was in front of the horse. It was all seemingly, just as it says in, a, in the beginning of the big book, where it says, we are 100 men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Seemingly means it appears to be true or false to you. Yeah. And this whole place is seeming. It's all seemingly, because if you know Buddhism 101, they talk about emptiness, meaning every appearance here is inherently empty of thingness. Yeah, that's why you can give everything all the meaning it has, because it doesn't have any meaning. It's empty. Yeah, so we're dreaming, fucking away. <laughs> and while we're dreaming things, and we forget that we're the dreaming, we give everything we're dreaming the ability to affect us as the dreamt. Sounds like our day, yeah. Yes, All right. So, so I don't know what the question was. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. It was who's doing this? Who's doing the identification, or what's doing the identification? And I said uh, nothing. And then the second was how does it happen? And then we used the idea of the act of claiming how the mental state claims what's happening to imply there's a someone, yeah? And that would be all right, but then the someone becomes the dominant thing, and then what's happening becomes less and less essential. When <laughs> it just seems like, yeah. <laughs> That's not going well. <laughs> it's like sitting in the pool and most of the water is getting going out. <laughs> You'd rather have the water in the pool, yeah. whatever. So yes, all right. We have another question from some some uh, servant of a dog that's here. Yeah, she's got her trident, which is the ball the ball thrower. This is the the new trident of the goddess of dogs. Yes. <laughs> all right. Dread and terror. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it doesn't do shit. Yeah. Yeah, because let's say if a system, if a failed system heard something that it believes would reveal the failedness, it would act unkindly, don't you think? So our friend Marie says she's come to these talks for quite a while. And usually what she feels is dread and terror. Yeah. Well, of course, that's not her feeling dread and terror. 
that thing is saying you're feeling dread and terror. Yeah. And then there's a claiming that, oh, I'm feeling dread and terror. Yeah. But uh, that one example about tin, that's exactly the applicable app will work with that example. So the snake yeah, goes when an event doesn't do it. It goes through molting. Yeah. The skin falls off. The snake doesn't get ready to start molting. It's molt. You know what I mean? It's an effect. The snake, the scales drop off. So it gets new scales that are more attractive to the females, travels lighter, everything like that. So the snake is in a dualistic situation where the skin, a part of the snake, is assuming that it's the snake. And then the snake is identified as the skin. So it's taking the snake's, the skin's reaction to situations as its reactions. Yes. So the skin starts feeling this moment coming where it's going to fall off, which is going to blow its whole story because the snake will continue quite well without the skin. So the skin has the big megaphone, so it starts telling the snake, buy a lot of moisturizer, stay out of the sun, watch out for that rock, don't go there, don't go here, because it wants to prolong the skin staying on the snake so the emperor isn't revealed to have no clothes yes so the snake the skin is yelling and screaming about don't don't let this happen it's dread and terror yeah yeah but all the while the snake is going to be a great benefactor of this skin falling off because new skin will show up yeah but the thing is the skin seems to have a megaphone so and you're used to listening to it so who's who's to say you're not going to listen to it yeah what you got to do is ask the question who is it that's listening to it because there'll be a listening to it but why tag it as you with this understanding with the understanding of non-duality you see yeah there's a listening to it to the skin but it's not you yes that's the message the message isn't changing fucking anything it's just negating that assumption that's always being implied or pointed at when, oh, I feel dread and terror. All right, so it feels like I, meaning Marie, felt dread and terror, yeah? But no, there was a feeling of dread and terror. Where the hell's Marie? One is heavy drop, you know, one is, a, an example of traveling heavier, really, really, um, very heavily leaning on the interpretation, which is the I is feeling this and that, not that, that. And the other one has taken the rug out from underneath it. So there's a feeling of dread and terror, just like thousands of other fucking feelings. Yeah. But when it's I'm feeling dread and terror, stop the fucking presses. You know what I mean? Five alarm fire, everything goes off. Why is that? You see how much weight that implied uh, brings with it? Huge fucking amount. Just look at your thoughts. Thoughts are my thoughts. Tell me the difference. A thought can't ruin your day. My thought can. Thought can't ruin the day, my thought can. 
what's ruining the day? Is it thought? Or is thought a manifestation or a tool that something's using to ruin your day? I would say it's the latter. Why not have a clear understanding? Let's say a non-dual understanding, and then look at duality's understanding from that, instead of trying to look at non-duality from a dualistic understanding. Look at the dualistic understanding from non-duality. This is what happens. We People sit here and they listen and the thing claims to be the hearer of it, and then it's heard and held as a dualistic understanding. And it doesn't make fucking sense because it doesn't. The non-dual understanding negates the dual understanding. It's not compatible. It's not a companion piece with a dual dualistic understanding. It's a negation of the understanding. It's not gonna you know, flow in and they're gonna become integrated. It's not like that. It stands alone, yeah? Being ourselves reality is not a dualistic understanding. A dualistic understanding is I'm reality, yeah? I, Paul, am reality. Being ourselves reality doesn't say as Paul being ourselves reality, it's being ourselves reality. We are reality. We're not Paul is reality, we are reality, yeah? And so when you see what you're not, there's not a someone that sees what you're not. There's just a seeing of what you're not. The head would love to say, oh, there's a new someone that's seeing the old someone that you're not. You catch them both. The rug is pulled out. That's the point. It's not to get a, to, to get a, like a, a, you know, memory foam and put on the rug to make it softer. No, the rug is pulled out and there's no flaw. Duality understanding has no basis, no foundation. It's interpretive completely. It takes something, it takes an act of seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and makes it a topic of see or seen, hear or heard. That's that's duality it's manufactured it's made up what is the basis of it is not duality we want to see duality not through the glasses of duality that's just getting more and more obsessed with the shit we see it from an understanding i'm not that yeah i'm not trying to get out of thoughts i'm not in the thinker I don't have, I swear, I do not have electrified fences keeping thoughts out. I don't. I realize that doesn't fucking work. Thoughts, I've learned to cohabitate, which is sounds duality. I've learned to live with thoughts because they're not mine. Fucking, yeah? Thank God. It's just like resentment in recovery, supposedly the number one killer of most alcoholics. A resentment in the wild, life expectancy, maybe 10 minutes, an hour, 40 minutes. Yes, called my resentment, 60 years, become a vendetta passed on to the next family, the Clampets, <laughs> fucking, fucking blood feud. Yeah, that's us. That's the power we have. 
we can give life and keep something sustained that has a nature of coming and going very quickly, like a fucking flying insect here. They're not living for 50 years. They're big, this is it for them. This is their big moment on this fucking rock right now. They're gonna be dead by three o'clock. Yeah, resentments, feeling dread and terror, they come and fucking go. As soon as they're stamped as mine or yours, there's life breathed into them. Now you're someone who's in dread and terror. And then your head just mimics, what it would look like if I was someone in dread and terror? Who the fuck knows? It's funny, it's not improv, it isn't. It's a routine because you'll see others who think they're, they're dread and terror and they look very similar to your performance because it's no spontaneity whatsoever. It's just one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, blood and drunk. Jesus Christ, you can see one alcoholic in a million of them, yeah. They act the same, they think the same, they fucking react the same. Because they're not you. It's not you reacting. Something's running you. Yeah. And someone who's been run by it can recognize someone who's getting run by it. It's just that's fucking obvious. Yeah. They, how do they recognize it? Because they've been relieved of it. So when you're relieved of it, you can see it. When you're looking from it, you don't see shit. Yeah. So fucking bring on the terror. This thing needs to be shook up. Well, you're going to die like a fucking lukewarm life. Fuck it. I want to avoid dread and terror at all costs. Well, there's going to be high costs. Yeah. Some, you should be dreaded in terror times. Not meaning personally. We all should. Fuck. Yeah. So I don't think anyone's going to ask me another question here. <laughs> based on based on that response. So. <laughs> You've got two and Zoom. I mean, it's a perfect example because obviously a feeling means I had it. Obviously, just. It's just, it's just natural, everyone. That's how we all like are. So, this is what non-duality is. It's a negation of this. It's a negation of this two-step dance we're familiar with, yeah? We're not familiar with verbing, but we're familiar with being the noun that did all the verbing, yes? So that's how we see everything. I've watched it. I remember every time you go to talk and then if someone gets the idea, well, if I'm not the doer, I'm just gonna lay on a couch all day. Well, I'm gonna take five LSD trips. I said, probably not. Give me a call if you do, you know, because there hasn't been a self and you've been doing exactly what you're fucking doing. <laughs> it's not because there's been a self and now you're not gonna be yourself. There's never been one. And you've been doing exactly the shit. <laughs> if I let go of the wheel, you've never had your, you've never held on to the wheel. <laughs> this is how it's driven. This is how it's been driven. What? 
Yeah, you, so I remember we used to have the old one about there's a ride down in uh, Disney World or something, Disneyland, where you go through these lagoons and hippos come out of nowhere and crocodiles. And you get on this little boat and it seems weird to begin with. There's eight steering wheels. So eight people are thinking they're driving the boat and they're, oh, they, they successfully turned away from the crocodile. It's all computer generated. But the person thinks they're, the, they're at the helm and they're, this, this is what it's like. <laughs> I can't believe I turned into the crocodile. You didn't. It's part of the computer generated. <laughs> I really liked your question because I relate to that too. And I go through periods where I'll get into meditation again and dropping into just the pure being. And it's awesome. Uh, I love that. But it is, it feels a little drug like. And then, then when the suffering comes back, the contrast seems pretty intense. I don't know if that makes sense. To who? To me. <laughs> It's like, uh, and there is exactly what you were just saying, this sense of, wow, if I really just keep going into this being, what am I going to, you know, am I going to take care of myself? Am I gonna, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what you were just saying. I know. I know. This, this isn't, we're not, there's no uniqueness in it. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's got a finite uh, <laughs> loop. If, it, if you make it through the golden oldies and it's never going to work out for you, it just reek and does the same. Yeah, yeah. But when? Now. Yeah, yeah. Now. Do you think you're going to, if you weren't being held down, you'd shoot off into space? You'd probably just grind the side of the camper and shit. <laughs> like I've been doing. Yeah. All the head is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. So the question was, after we had the question about Tara, our friend also said, you know, he goes into a nice state in meditation and he feels, and then there's always this little fear that if he stays with it, it would go too far. He would lose all contact with, let's say, self, <laughs> the home planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is what the head does. It's going to play wherever you are. It's going to play as if it's there. <laughs> That's what it does. Yeah, you're the there or the here. It just sucks that off you to imply it's here. Yeah, don't you see it? You're here. And then wherever that here is, it could be here, very super clear and solitary, deep meditation. That's still a here. Yeah. At some point, when you seemingly move somewhere else, it shows up saying, oh, that was incredible. You got to do that again. And talking as if it's you, yes? This is an understanding that allows you to look at that, not comply with it, to see it for a second, to see it and see the assumption laid bare. What it's assuming is it's talking about you. It just assumes that, yes? The, the smallest thing, the most profound thing, it's all about you, always, yeah? You can see it after a while. 
and there's going to be something is going to it's going to whack you'll realize no matter where you are you provide the here it's going to say it is you are the here that it uses to say it is here you yeah that's all you hear this understanding then you'll see that which you used to just go along with yeah and then run into so much other shit thinking that was what's causing everything you don't see the root or the exact nature of what's happening why not why not see it it's simple it's easy you're here before that's here yeah you're here before that's here you're always here before that's here you don't leave when it leaves you don't arrive when it goes yeah all of its shenanigans don't move you one bit interest and attention may go that's not you you're the source of interest and attention you're not the act of interest and attention. The act of interest and attention can be caught by a mental comet, yeah? Or a dread and terror, you know, combination, yes? The interest and attention, but that doesn't imply you went there. It implies you followed the comet. Do you, when you, when you see a comet, does that mean you go with the comet? When you look at the tail of the comet, that means you're on the tail? No. But most of the other times, that's what it's implying. When it says, oh, you're up that ass, you believe it. It assumes, it's, it doesn't even look back anymore. It assumes you're following because of the habit. It just keeps fucking, yeah? So interest, attention. Oh, I've left it. I'm disconnected now. Give me a fucking break. I'm out of the moment. I've got to learn how to get in the moment. You and I have never been out of the moment. We are the moment. This whole belief that we could be out of the moment produced a huge business of how to get into the moment, which is reinforcing an in insane idea that you can be out of the moment. <laughs> I could give you thousands of examples, but you don't need thousands. All you need to hear is one. That's all. It's the hearing of it. It's not the amount of it. It's not the amount of being the hearer. I've gone to 800 satsangs. It's the hearing of it. There's power in satsang because it's based on associating with truth. The truth is not of a dualistic understanding. The truth is non-duality. Yeah. It's negation of duality. It doesn't need to be affirmed it is what it is it's appearing not to be to us or as us so let's just question the us and see are we that because if it's not appearing to be true to that and i'm not that it is true yes you see if i'm not that which it's not appearing to be true to far out far out yeah that's beautiful yeah let it fucking, let it chew and try to figure it out. It's never gonna get it. It can't, it's not built for it, yes? It's built to convince and unconvince. It's built to get it and lose it. It's built for a close far. It's built for connect, unconnect, yeah? That's what it's built for. 
Yeah. And thank God we're not of it. Yeah. We are what we're looking for. Before the blood, the terror and whatever. You're already what you are. The thing is, it tries to say you're afraid it's going to come about. You are that. <laughs> what it's worried about is already in place. You are what you're looking for. That's the message. I'm so afraid I'm going to be, I'm going to find myself as what I'm looking for. You are, <laughs> you are already. So you're on the, the, the you're on the, the couch of lovely leisure with a feeling of dread and terror because you may be on the couch of infinite leisure. Like you're already on the couch. <laughs> you're having a fear about something that's already in place. <laughs> it's too late, like Ramana. Your head is up the tiger's mouth. You're fucking gone. Oh no. I haven't arrived at that that couch of infinite leisure. <laughs> oh, you're you're sitting on it. <laughs> but I thought I would feel so. But it's too late now. You're up the ass. You're in the tiger's mouth. <laughs> you mean there can be feelings of dread and terror and still be? Yes, there can. And thoughts can appear. Sure. As long as you're not the thinker of them, far out. They're like fucking sheep that have moved into your backyard. They move out, come and go. You know, you're not, oh, they, they're, 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 I'm going to be a sweater next. No, they're just sheep, just coming, going. So most people, they have their plan, spiritual plan. I said, man, great, you're already successful. I want to wake up, you're already awake. <laughs> so basically, all the, the job's done, you can relax. Put that, you're on the train, put the bag down. <laughs> oh. In a world of making things so, There was a statement a guy uh, by a, a sponsor in AA to a guy in recovery. So there's this thing called step six and seven in the program recovery where you ask this power to, to remove these things that you notice that are unsaleable or, you know, like you're very angry or whatever. Yes. And so the guy says, well, how do I know it's working? He talks to the sponsor about it. You know, how do I know it works? And so a guy says, well, act as if it has, and there you go. <laughs> Basically, act as if it has, and it did. Yeah, there you go. What do you think Nishagadada, the way I read, well, I don't read much to him, but Zen, uh, Z, these people that are very into him, basically just heard the message from his teacher and got it. Just had faith, all right, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't set on a course of con a complete renovation of Nizagadada. He just sort of listened to someone he respected and had faith in and took it up and it, he got a, a, a quick die job. <laughs> and there you it's, go. It's like you're saying, he allowed the attention to fall back. 
Yeah. On itself. Yes. There you go. You know. Yeah. And then he, then he seemingly had something. He didn't. Something was having him. That was quite attractive to a lot of people. Yeah. This crazy cigarette smoking, <laughs> cigarette salesman. Yeah. I went to where I lived in India and shit, and where I used to work out of a hole in a wall. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful message. So, yes. Anyone else? Anyone there have a question? Yeah, you had two that have already given up, and uh, but Deborah has raised her hand. All right, Deb. Deborah. Hi. It's great to see you all. Um, I just discovered you. I'm uh, two years sober. Um, and I've I've been um, kind of into um, non-dual, but. Oh my God, yours really just gets right to the core in it. I'm just so thankful I, I got to uh, find you guys. Um, and I, I didn't want to, I really didn't have any questions. I just want to connect and uh, really happy to uh, uh, this, just a few days of listening to you has made an immense uh, amount of- We have two I can't I hear lost you. It, but, you know, we yeah. have two, we do uh, recovery meetings a week, Tuesday and Thursdays, 10, 10.30 in the morning Pacific time. So come and join us. This is wonderful. Thank you so much. I want yes. to get off and just listen more right now, but uh, thank you. People stay after meeting. People stay after the meeting so you can meet them there. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, they will. Uh, and Eileen has got her hand back up. Who? Eileen. Oh, Eileen. I'll try to say, and then we're going to go for coffee. You want to go with us today, guys? We go to a coffee shop in Sausalito. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. You all right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm so sleepy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, you guys, whatever. If you want to leave or not, stay. We'll be done in a minute. So. All right. Eileen. Yeah. Um. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay. So. I I kind of forgot my question. Listening to all of the stuff. So. I may not have a question now. That's great. The <laughs> best just, is a forgotten one. But wait, like if we give me a second. Um, we don't want to give you We don't want you to regroup. I know, but I know what's going to happen. As soon as we're like done with this, I'll remember the question. Okay, I remember it. I remember it. Okay, are you ready? I, I yes. feel... So you know me, you know my like weird perceptions of things, you know, and I feel like you're like the only person I can sort of ask this to. Um, I mean, it's a perception, it's a perception, Eileen perception question. Yeah. So lately, um, uh, how do I say this? I think what I want to know, Paul, is like, how do you perceive apparent people? 
apparent others or animals or mostly it's and it's people how do you perceive it from there i'm interested in uh, that. i see them as a thing <laughs> i see uh <laughs> no really, yeah really, i'm not kidding because I, I don't know i, I see a, a person i see uh whatever what we call people yeah i see it that way i'm not you know they don't when i used to give talks in recovery people would turn into some reptilians and shit <laughs> i did see that i saw people go through face changes like nine of them like shades of black and demonic shit yeah, yeah. but now yeah. it's everyone just looks like tom dick and mary <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so here, here's the thing, Paul, like, I don't know if this is my mind, like a mental hijacking happening, or if it's on the right track. I don't know any, I don't know things like, um, well, it's everything, if you don't know things, everything's on the right track. Then. I Seriously. mean, like, I, like not knowing like going in the grocery store and going to the self-checkout and i look at the machine and i like don't know how to use it oh yeah that happens every day oh it does okay oh yeah if i like go if i go to three three places it, it looks like an alien outpost and i i swear i think more people go in and less people come out of targets i don't know where they go but if i go into a target or one of those big places i'm fucking stooped out <laughs> so yeah so. but what what do you what do we do about that like I, like i don't know how to i feel like i don't know how to function in this planet like i i don't know what's yeah. Do you get what I mean? I mean, it's a, it's a weird question, but I'm not kidding. This is like know, what I'm yeah. not knowing. Sometimes you have to be prepared to go to certain places. Yeah? I can't say like it again. Places I, now, hold on. If you go, there's these places now, like you can get lost in there, like a Home Depot. There's no one to help you. And there's like, right. you, know, you don't have a map of what aisle is on what. You're there for like an hour. <laughs> walking around and there's yeah. so much you can't see yeah you have to get prepared seriously i uh, oh, a I lot feel, of i feel much better i won't it's something i if i can avoid i will at all costs and then some days i feel like i've girded my loins i can go in and i i know where the painter place is and i can get out of there in less than 30 minutes but yeah so i don't think that has anything i think that just has you know so it's like my mind action figures it, have a hard time every day Shit. yeah so the other thing is that sometimes sometimes i see people and i know them you know there are people i know and and I see them as like the persona. It's like who we really are is. You, know, you don't want to emphasize this that much, honey. I can identify with you with it, 
But I'm okay. telling you, these are like perceptual waves that come and go. And they don't, uh, sometimes they don't time where they shake things up and then there's a lot of clear sailing. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes me feel better because I really can't, I feel like I'm like a retard. Like I can't, you know, if this is what being a child again is, it sucks, you know, in a way, because I can't, I feel like I don't know how to function in a way. Message isn't like being a child. It's like ch being childlike, not a child again. Yeah. Yeah. The action figure has an ability to sort of navigate uh, adult world, but it's uh, childlike, which is things don't uh, leave lasting impressions. Things come and go much quicker. Yes. Yeah, like like, um, like memory is very remote now. Like I don't remember a lot of things, and that's well, okay. Well, that can be great. Really. What? I didn't hear That's you. A great blessing. Well, it's a it great is. blessing. I yeah. guess, except if like the people you're talking to are like thinking, "Why don't you remember this?" I, it, it's a little bit weird. Yeah. No, they're not remembering shit either. <laughs> <laughs> you know? All yeah. Right. Well, you once told me this before. You once said something about like these are waves or there's like waves of things that happen and it gets calm again. And so I feel more reassured that you understand yes. that because I really feel like retarded, like weird, you know? Well, that will, anyway. That will, uh, yeah. This is, if unless uh, being super ordinary feels weird, that's sort of, uh, not ordinary in a way, you're just going to be, uh, yeah. nothing to write home about, so to speak. Yeah, <laughs> it's just going to be, it's just, yeah, yeah. But I don't, uh, yeah, so I always take the opportunity okay, to share here. Yeah, just so that you, you have the, you have the safety to share here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel that. I feel definitely the safety to share there. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, sometimes it feels like like there's duality in there. Like like there's like a a little commentator that's like, this is good, this is bad. But I know not to listen to that. It's like I have thoughts. But I disregard, like, they're just stupid. I don't give them any credibility. So I'm, like, left with, like, no, there's, like, no net. It, it's, like, I see people and a, par and a part of me, a big part of me knows that they're not really real. Like, they look but real. They if you learn, if your hands are sort of, turn are wings, then you don't need a net. Yeah. Yeah, but if you know, I recommend hanging out after the meeting too, and uh, talk to some of the community members. Maybe you'll see they're as sick as what you think others are like, and you'll okay. feel there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs>
All right, good. Okay, All right. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks, Eileen. Mike, we're going to get going soon, I think. Okay, and Deborah, did you have something to add, or did I not lower your hand? Yeah, no, I um, this is kind of sparked something in me. I have a question about this because I've been noticing, um, of course, I've had lots of trauma in my life, but uh, now that I'm starting to, it's like I'm, I feel more spontaneous with people and open in my funny memories are coming up just out of my mouth without thinking about them as examples about life and just laughing a lot. But the, the charge stuff is not coming up anymore. I don't know if anybody's had that experience before, but yeah, yeah, uh, it's like all the good memories, like we're all suppressed, like, and I get this gratitude of like, actually, I had a pretty good life when I was a kid, I mean, there's a, a balance of the memories, like, well, I got to run through the forest, and I did this shit, and I created, you know, and all these funny memories, and it's coming out of me without me even thinking about it, and it's sharing with people, and then they relate, and we just start laughing together, it's so bizarre, <laughs> uh, you know, and I'm not stuck on all the, the drama that used to come up. These are signs of traveling lighter. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. how it feels much lighter. Yes. Yes. So. These are indications. Yeah. Yeah. Just like in recovery, you start seeing a lot of coincidences and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, you run into, I'll give you one short story and then we'll take off. I was in India at this place called Sai Baba's Ashram in a town called uh, Puta, Puttaparthi or something. There was over 10,000 people there. Every day he would walk through this open air amphitheater, like a huge, beautiful place, all open, but with a roof. Yeah. And he'd, he'd walk through the crowd and people would check him out and everything. And then uh, this one day, I was leaning against a wall and I was next to this Indian man and uh, we just talked a little bit and then um, the thing over and everyone leaves their shoes outside. So, all right, the whole place is over now, 10,000 people walk out and they're looking for their shoes and I find my shoes and my shoes are right next to this guy's shoes that was standing there. And so we started talking. I said, where are you coming from? He says, oh, I'm coming from a Narcotics Anonymous convention in Bombay. And I go, what the fuck? I'm in the program. And he says, some of my friends are here. And so I hadn't heard, been or heard AA or anything for the whole month. And there it was right there. The guy's shoes are right next to mine. Blew my mind. Yes, this is what happens. Starts to happen. It becomes the new norm. It isn't bizarre. All right, I gotta go. I think the Thank bird's you. whistling. To go. We've been here long enough. Time to leave the nest. So let's uh, say goodbye. And um, hey, Mike, nice to see you. I'm gonna. I'll get in touch with you a little later about that June uh, retreat information. Okay. Uh, I can't see everyone here. I see Don. Oh. Matt, Mike, 
I see Tariq from Dover. I can't, I always can, I can see anyone from Dover clearly. Yeah. Hey, Johannes, we got Mickey. <laughs> we got, uh, we got uh, Jeannie. Jeannie, nice to see you. Say hello to Z for us. I'm going to stop by there later. Right, go swimming, I think. Roman, we got Leah. There she is. Looking around. Uh, Alan, Kerry from Hawaii. Hawaii. Nice to see you, Kerry. Thank you for all the support. Elma from Toronto. Ben Clark. Johannes from Germany. Roman. Eileen from Long Island. Let's see. Uh, who else is here? If I miss you, I'm sorry. I can't see. Sina, Oliver, some phone numbers. Anu. Uh, nice to, to see Anu. Uh, who's this? Matt. I can't see anyone, but hey, take care. See you Thank soon. You. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. All right, we're going to go. Thanks, Paul. Oh. Thanks so much. Oh, you well. Oh, thank you. I, I, think it's, I think I turned it off. I know. I have to. Uh, thank God we didn't start singing. I'm still on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey. I'm back. There? No. Hey, Paul. Does anyone have any questions? I'm having never left. Yeah, where's coffee at? That's what I want. <laughs> Does anyone have any questions? <laughs>